0: Before we get started, we want to tell you about an opportunity for you to have more growth in your relationships.
1: We are so excited to offer our digital course, The Five Rules of Fair Fighting, Resolve Conflicts While Protecting Your Relationship.
0: This course is for anyone who wants to grow and improve your relationships. Someone who wants to stop having the same fight over and over again and getting nowhere.
1: This course is for the person who, quote, doesn't ever fight but feels there's too much distance and not enough communication.
0: Guys, conflict is inevitable. This course will help you avoid the collateral damage when fighting gets unfair. Join our email list to be the first to hear about the
1: details of the release of the Five Rules of Fair Fighting. Go to wittyandgritty.blog to sign up.
0: And now, back to the show.
1: Neurogenesis. Let's get into this. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is episode... 56, of Switch on Your Brain, uh, or our cool acronym
0: S-O-Y-B. Yeah, kind of like B-Y-O-B, but Except. not the same at Yes.
1: All. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Switch on Your Brain, Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Last week was the introductory episode. This week, we're getting into
0: it. Yes, yeah, so the first half of the book gives you all the science and proof and evidence that everything to come has been proven and is indeed factual, so we don't like to give you guys fluff. Uh, we want you to know that it's all been research-based and proven. Um, it's also incorporates scripture in the Bible, which we know is the truth. So that is awesome to see in a book. And then the second half is our other favorite thing to share with you guys, which is applicable steps. So a lot of books will sell you on an idea and then leave you to figure out how to do it. But not this book. So, just know that if you are reading this on your own at home, which we encourage all of our readers, there's still a lot of meat on this bone after we go through it, so definitely get your copy of the book, Um, but if you open up to chapters 1 through 8 and feel overwhelmed, don't worry, we got you, and just know it's setting you up for the gold, which is the second half of this book.
1: Right, that was a wonderful explanation, Karen. Thanks, I almost ran out of
0: breath. (laughs) Don't forget to
1: breathe (laughs) in. (laughs) Oh, so yes, so today we're going to go over chapters one through four, which is technically part one of part one. Yeah. If that
0: makes a quarter.
1: (laughs) First quarter of the book. Yes, we have talked about fractions behind the scenes, and here we are today fraction and percentage.
0: I was talking about money.
1: Ah. What's that?
0: (laughs) I got a quarter.
1: Oh, man. Also, at the beginning of each chapter, there is a main scripture, and it's linked science concept. So, again, it's marrying science and the Bible. All of the things in the book are true, because they align with the Bible. And remember, Dr. Carolyn Leaf says, if she cannot back up a scientific fact with the Bible, she questions the scientific fact's validity.
0: Hmm. That's
1: some powerful stuff. Yes. So we are going to throw some scripture at you. Also, at the back of each chapter, there's a quick summary, so don't feel overwhelmed. Remember, if we come over a new word, we're going to explain it and tell you what it means and try to put it in a way that is easy for everyone to understand and to remember.
0: Yes, but the summary points at the end of the chapter are great because you get to the end of the chapter and you're like, wow, that was all interesting. What did I learn? And so <laughs> it's like the Cliff Notes version of everything you just heard on your audiobook or got in your paperback book let's take me back to college what
1: did i just read
0: or a lecture (laughs) and like did i just hear (laughs) you look at your paper and you didn't take very many notes and you're like oh Oh, this is you're looking at everyone else and they all took lots of notes that's never a good
1: sign yikes oh man what what would it be like to go to college today with computers and they just take pictures of everything remember when our some professors would be mad if we took a laptop in
0: Mm -hmm. There was one in particular. Mm -hmm. Who? Yeah. Yep. Probably still mad. They're still there. Yep. It's the
1: most logical way to take notes. You talk so fast. Yep. Oh. Anyway, so Farron hit us with the main
0: scripture for chapter one. Chapter one is called Mind Controls Matter. And the main scripture is, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7.
1: And the linked science concept is, Science shows we are wired for love with a natural optimism bias. This means exactly what the scripture says
0: above. Okay guys, so the chapter opens up um, with this great debate in science. And we think it's important for y'all to know that there's this debate, does the mind control the body or does the body control the mind? And so Dr. Carolyn Leaf wants you to know right off the bat that the mind controls the body and that she's definitely pro-free will, that we play an active role and make choices that um, eventually have an impact on our lives and the people around us.
1: If you're more biblically savvy and you know like the predestination versus free will and that whole debate, that's not what this part is about. That's not even in the book, that whole debate. The debate is what we're talking about is can your mind change how your body is responding to things? Or, or is it from the external, internal? And that's where we make the difference between what the brain is and what the mind is. Because those are housed kind of in the same spot, but those are two different things. The brain is the actual organ, and the mind is what's happening inside of the organ.
0: I love when you break down all the science parts of There's these.
1: lots of hand gestures over here, so hop on the YouTube video to see... What is happening with my body?
0: Yes, and another great reason to have the book is there's lots of images and diagrams, so just another reason to get your own copy. Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes in case you don't have yours yet. You are definitely going to
1: want that and take notes. I always take notes in my books, so the people who are like, oh no, don't write in the book, I write in the book.
0: Yeah, Mm. then you don't have to read the whole thing twice.
1: And that also helps me pay attention instead Mm. of the whole, what did I just read? If I'm actively taking notes on the book, it's helpful. Anecdote. Uh someone actually borrowed my she's on her she's at the beach now. She borrowed my copy of The Road Back to You, our Enneagram mini series book. <laughs> and I told her I was like, uh, don't judge me off of the notes I've written in there. You're going to get an inside scoop to my life, my marriage, and Morgan. So
0: It's like a little diary.
1: That yeah. So I was like, Well, you know, it is what it is. Don't judge me. She's a two, so she won't. It's great. It's perfect. <laughs>
0: Okay, so chapter one is still setting up a little bit of what's to come. And so, one main point from this chapter is that the choices that we make and how we focus our attention affects the chemicals, the proteins, the wiring, and all the changes in your brain. So, again, all the big sciencey words are in here, and we'll give you a couple really important ones um, that we feel like you need to know. But again, chapter one slowly introducing some of these ideas so we'll get more into this here in just a minute.
1: It even talks about how your DNA is actually going to change its shape based off of what you're thinking because what you think and what you feel is going to be end up it's going to how be how you respond. So if I'm thinking a certain way, then I make that choice and I will do that thing. So if I take those steps over and over, it's going to actually alter the DNA in my brain, which is going to alter my genetic code which can be passed down up to four generations.
0: Yeah, and it's just mind-blowing. And then another thing that we're going to circle back to but is introduced in this first chapter is we can't control all of our circumstances. There are definitely things that are outside of our control, but what we can control is how we react in those circumstances, both the good ones and the not so good ones.
1: Right. We can also control our thoughts. So again, back to that Bible verse, we've quoted it a bunch over the, especially of or everything is figured out of all mini-series. Mm-hmm. The take captive every thought and make sure you're filtering it through. Is this thought from God or do I need to release it and let it go? So releasing the toxic thought and keeping the good thoughts. So there are two proteins. There's the acetyl protein, and that's the good one think you would need an ace in your pocket. Those are the first three letters. Acetyl protein. Those are the positive proteins that are going in your body and forming in your body and releasing in your body. And then whenever you're thinking the negative thoughts, again this is all proven, there's methyl protein. So think meth. Meth is bad for you. Don't do that meth. And then that's going to release all the toxic proteins. So the more positive, the more acetyl, the more negative, the
0: more methyl. Side note. Ended. I Love when you get your science on. I am getting you a lab coat and I actually know where to find them and I'll get it embroidered with your monogram. (laughs) A monogram because we're from Texas. Yes, that's how we roll. Um, But again, like what you were just saying with the two different um, chemicals that release the good and the bad proteins. Was that accurate? Mm -hmm. See, you're such a good teacher. It goes back to... (laughs) Like fluff that I thought people just used to say that like, oh, negative thoughts are toxic. No, literally terrible chemicals are being released into your brain. Methyl
1: proteins are being released into your brain, being zipped into your genetic code. No big deal. So epigenetics, going back to that one we mentioned, mentioned last week, that's the zipping, unzipping, the switch off and on. Remember, RNA makes a copy of the DNA and uses that. So again, if you've unzipped a genetic code, you've got to be careful if it's acetyl or methyl that's happening there to zip it back up or make a copy of
0: it. Okay. And so then we jump into chapter 2. And chapter 2 is called Choice and Your Multiple Perspective Advantage. So the main scripture says, Let the peace, meaning soul, harmony, which comes from Christ, rule, act as umpire continually, In your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind in that peaceful state, to which as members of Christ, one body, you are also called to live, and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. Colossians 3.15 In the linked
1: science concept, choice is real and free will exists. You are able to stand outside of yourself, observe your own thinking, and consult with God. And change the negative toxic thought, or grow the healthy positive thought. When you do this, your brain responds with a positive neurochemical rush and structural changes that will improve your intellect, health, and peace. You will experience soul harmony. That's what I want.
0: La la la. la. Soul harmony. Yeah, I picture. Isn't some... that a group? Soul harmony. Mm, I, I think say, so.
1: I want to say yes, but if
0: it's not, it let me should go to the googles.
1: Right. Are like a boy group? Yeah, a, well, some... some. Oh, Soul Harmony. Yes. Okay. R&B. It, okay, it is a song. It's, an, oh, okay. it's a song. Maybe. Maybe it's a lot of things. I'm seeing a lot of hits on the Google. We'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> we'll link Google in the show notes. We're going to link our
0: favorite one. <laughs>
1: Google.com.
0: Google. The Googler. <laughs> the Googles. Oh, man. So, you know... Twitter, you have tweets, what would Google have? Googs. Oh. <laughs> Great googly moogly. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize anyone remembered that.
1: I'm so glad you did. That was a commercial from like the OOs, wasn't it?
0: Great Googly
1: Moogly. It's an old guy. That's why it's stuck in your brain. Oh. Episode twenty-seven, everybody.
0: <laughs> well they don't know what we're talking about you didn't have to think what episode oh i knew or frantically search no no (laughs) can't forget a thing like that okay anyways this chapter is titled choice and your multiple perspective advantage so they sit they abbreviate multiple perspective advantage mpa and it's really more simple than it sounds it just says that we are able to see things from multiple angles. Now, me as an Enneagram 9, I'm like, yeah, don't. You're like the super MPA. I'm like, dude, I knew that. Like, I don't need this book. (laughs) I'll teach someone else this. (laughs) No, but it did make me stop and think of people that refuse, are stubborn, or maybe don't realize that they can at least take a look at something from another angle or perspective, but... My fellow nines out there, they know that this is just who we are. Ones we
1: know it's the right way, so there's only, (laughs) could be only one way.
0: Oh, (laughs) Oh, I'm just
1: kidding. Enneagram miniseries, we'll link it in the show notes. You can get your life together like (laughs) I am trying to do. Oh, So yes, so basically we are not just some other animal, like a wolf who thinks about eating and other things. A very short list. Howling at the moon. Right. Whereas humans, we can actually think all the way up through different consequences even. If I take this action, then either one of three things could happen, and from there, one of millions of things could happen. So again, we have that multiple perspective advantage, so that way we can see outside of ourselves. We can put ourselves in other people's shoes. We can see their point of view. That's all a gift from God that no other creature has.
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. Again, I just love that she brings in God and his role in all of this sciencey stuff. It gets me excited and feels like I can learn this. <laughs> okay, so then another thing that stuck out in this chapter is when she talks about what we say and do is based on what we have already built into our minds. So that part seems obvious, right? But then the enlightening piece of that is choose to build a new thought. Now not simple. And the second half of the book is going to tell us how to do that. But the first part of that, choose. You have to make the choice to leave the comfort of your own thoughts, which might not actually be that comfortable, to then build a new thought. So coming from that MPA, multiple perspective advantage, you might have to change your perspective or thought process on what creating that toxicness in your mind right so scientific fact there we have a switch
1: called the creb gene so think crab but with an e so a creb like you got a weird voice going <laughs> so your creb gene that is the switch gene so that way you can choose to switch on whatever thought you want to so creb gene is the switch gene
0: yes so for me as a nine and a people pleaser i've had to work on if someone is upset, it might not devalue who I am. And I'm having to reframe my mind that you can't make everyone happy. Especially at your own expense. Not fair, and you're not pizza. Oh, But some people can't even eat pizza. Do you know my high school, Well, one of the high school soccer coaches? Um, this was back before gluten-free stuff was around. And so when we'd have pizza for soccer or whatever... He'd have to pick off, like, the toppings and couldn't eat the bread. Oh, wow. So he'd order a pizza and just clean the top (laughs) and leave the crust. It's really not that funny. But we didn't know why he was doing it, and, you know, you're young and dumb, and so. (laughs) Anyway. Why did you not order
1: the salad then, sir? I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Maybe this is before they even, because some pizza places now offer the salad, Mm. which you can make all the, anyway.
0: Who orders a salad if you're eating pizza? There's no coming back from that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the point is that, you know, some things you've probably believed in your whole life. And for me, it's like it's worked and I felt valued in doing it. And so to give something up like that, that I had to take a perspective on and find the unhealthy parts and try to replace that with something that's uncomfortable but ultimately is more healthy um, has helped me here. In my later life, <laughs> I like it. Like my late twenties. Yeah, and you're like
1: 21 for sure.
0: 18th annual 21st. <laughs> no, that's too many annual. Birthdays. That's fine. It's
1: fine. So I like how she talks about how you're not a victim of your biology. So obviously, there's different circumstances. But she also has proven in her book she cites times where she has taken people out of a vegetative state and has given them an opportunity to actually live their life or people who have been told by doctors you're never going to walk again and now they're walking so you see that hear about those miracles all the time like they have been said they were never gonna have feeling in their arms and again and now they do so that they're figuring out over the course of time through science that you can actually motivate your your mind can motivate your brain to motivate your body to do things
0: yeah stephanie frentress Um, A Listener's Choice episode, she actually had that same experience where doctors gave her these just terrible percentages on having kids and being able to walk and having just a normal, I don't even want to say active, like going to the grocery store, active lifestyle. And she's overcome a lot. She's still recovering from her incident, if you want to check that out. Episode 18. Episode 18. Yep. So that's Stephanie Frintress.
1: We had her on about grief. It is... One of our more popular episodes. Yeah, so be sure you check that out. Check your tech. Check your tech. Episode 9. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was 10, I think. Oh, who knows? stop that. I won't. So she does reference a couple of scriptures here about what doctors are going to end up prescribing later on. So basically, this is just food for thought that is actually going to be applicable and helpful for you later in life. Slash yes. right now, actually. You yes. can start thinking
0: about these things right now. And the first one is Philippians 4, 8, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy, think about such things. And the second one is Romans twelve two. do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind.
1: I love that. I love the 4-8 one because instead of saying, don't think negative thoughts, it's saying, okay, actually think about these things. So instead of when you tell, this goes back to love and logic with positive phrasing. Don't run in the hallway. Okay, so what's the kid going to do? Skip. Skip down the hallway. (laughs) So instead of saying don't run down the hallway, you say walk calmly down the hallway. So instead of saying don't think about this or toxic thoughts, think about whatever is noble whatever is pure whatever is right and the list goes on so if you're running out of things to think about
0: philippians 4 8 that's going to give you a whole list of things you know what that reminds me of it's like have you ever asked morgan like what are you thinking about and he's like (laughs) he hates that question (laughs) nothing like i asked jacob that what are you thinking about nothing no like i mean a grocery list a bird in the sky like what are you thinking about nothing literally was asleep with my eyes open and i'm like <laughs> how do you not think of anything so if they told us what not to think about i'm thinking like well i'm not supposed to think about that i'm going mm. to be thinking about something what right. do you want me to think yeah about?
1: farron don't think about elephants right now do not think about Ooh. tall gray elephants with tusks and trunks and big floppy ears do you know
0: there's an elephant movie, a documentary on disney plus dumbo see how good nope but that's a good one. <laughs> See how good I was at not thinking about elephants?
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, again, switching that. Instead of saying, don't do this, change it to a do, and then fill in the blank. That's oh. going to help you a lot. And then I really like the Romans 12 too. That's the renewing of your mind. And there's the neurogenesis.
0: And the first part of it, though, that do not conform to the pattern of this world. I mean, when you're trying to keep up with the Joneses or find yourself on social media, and you're consuming, um, oftentimes, especially right now, a lot of negativity or fear, then that's only going to produce, again, those negative toxic chemicals in your mind and uh, negative thinking. So be careful to um, evaluate what it is you're seeing and consuming on a regular basis. I like how you're tying that back into that Second Timothy 1,
1: seven. I think is what it was, where it's, we're not made to live in a spirit of fear. So many times in the Bible, it talks about not fearing and having courage and being strong. So like you were saying, conforming to the pattern of this world where you can easily find terrible things, but remember, you can also easily find awesome things. So again, back to the whatever's noble, right, pure, praiseworthy, that's all going to help as well.
0: Yes. So moving into chapter three, it says, your choices change your brain. That's the name of the chapter. And the main scripture is Romans 12:2. So, in just in case you missed it, I'm gonna read it again. Say it again for the ones in the back. All right. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is—His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Romans 12:2.
1: Linked science concept. Through our thoughts, we can be our own microsurgeons as we make choices that will change the circuits in our brains. We are designed to do our own brain surgery and rewire our brains by thinking and by choosing to renew our minds. Yes. so
0: before we get much further into chapter three, I think it's important that we talk about this term. It's epigenetics, and it's the science term for
1: Brooke. This is the switch. You have the power to choose. You can switch certain genes off and on.
0: Yes, so this is the, um, when we're talking about changing your mind, changing your perspective, ultimately having changes on your mental health and physical health, the science word for this, it really exists, is epigenetics.
1: Right, like when you're feeling sad and you say, okay self, stop feeling sad and start feeling awesome. And then you start thinking about awesome things. That's going to help you go watch a
0: funny cat video. Let's start naming off awesome things. Soccer. Tacos. Tacos. Sonic drinks. Dr. Pepper. Coffee. Hugs. (laughs) Sleeping
1: in. Oh, I second that. Sleeping in and not being interrupted. October and December. Yes. Summer break. (laughs) Spring break. (laughs) Any breaks. Lunch break. (laughs) Naps. The Um. list goes on.
0: And you should create one of those lists when you're in a good mood of all the things that make you happy. Because then when you're feeling sad, you already have it. Because sometimes, what Enneagram number likes to be sad? Four. fours, fours. force. When you're having that moment, and it's hard to get out of it. You need to call your seven and tell them, what are some awesome things? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, everything! Look how awesome this table is. It's so flat and perfect and level
0: think we can play table tennis on it
1: yes absolutely <laughs> among other things yep like chess
0: <laughs> Stop that. so you touched on this earlier and here it comes back up again that good and bad genes are passed down through generations but again with epigenetics your mind can switch on and off these genes as well as I like to think of them as behaviors, okay? So behaviors seem to be the plant, and the genes are the root underground that you might not see. So um, if that's an easy way to wrap your mind around why are they talking about genes, what does that have to do with my life, think about uh, the behaviors as the result of these genes being switched on or off.
1: I like how you said that, the roots and the tree and the branches, because that's what it looks like in the brain, too. So, mm. you can go, girl. Yeah. There's just, also a, a picture of that in the book, too. You no, know, so. I
0: must have absorbed that, and that's how my brain processed it. Osmosis. I love it. Yep. I just held my... Do you know there was a show when we were little, you know, like eight, and this kid had the superpower I always wanted. He could put his hand on the book... And he would have read and remembered everything in the whole book. Eidetic like memory. in seconds.
1: Either I, eidetic memory, Spawn of Satan, or David Blaine. I really think he was an
0: alien that came I was trying to learn. Alien. I did not use that you as secret option there. D. Okay. Yeah. If
1: I would have I, kept exploring. I would have, but I interrupted. My bad. <laughs> you know, I need a more think time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry. I get that on my evaluation oh, man. all the
1: time. So I like how this chapter, it is, Your Choices Change Your Brain. And over her research, she has proven that your brain is actually, remember, neuroplasticity. So your brain, neuro and plasticity, the plastic, it's moldable, malleable, it can change by your thinking. So the more you make certain thoughts, which make certain choices, which create behaviors, which create lifestyle, which creates habit, all of that, that's actually changing the shape of your brain. So if you're in education at all and you've done any social, emotional learning You've seen the brain imaging of a kid who's gone through trauma versus someone who feels safe and secure at school. So, again, it's proven, and you've seen proof. You might have not known that that was the scientific stuff behind it, but
0: there you go. Now you do. Boom. Mm -hmm. Learning something new every day. Yay! So not only that, what you're talking about having an effect on the brain, but we've talked about this a lot, that your environment has a big effect on... Um, Your thought process, um, your behaviors, your mental health, all of that. So um, it says our perception of the environment plus how we manage our environment controls our bodies and lives. So again, some people are in tough situations where they might feel as though they can't control the environment they're in. um, And some people have more control over their environment. And it doesn't just have to be a physical environment. Um, It can be like the people that you're surrounding yourself with too. So definitely take into account um, not only your thoughts and experiences from the past, but your current situation and what is around you.
1: And if you are in a situation that you can't change, you can start changing what's between your ears. You can already start doing that, changing your thought life, putting everything in a positive perspective. Those are things that you can do even if you're feeling stuck or if you are stuck or if... You don't know the next step to getting out of the environment. Those are some things you can do right now today. You can start thinking on what is noble, what is pure, what is right, what is praiseworthy. That whole Philippians 4, 8. That's where you can start. Back to what you were saying about how your genetic, your epigenetics, which is going to manipulate your genes and be passed down to up to four generations. Remember that there's biblical backing in there, too, about how a group of people would be cursed for four generations and then that Carrie Job song that came out. The blessing to your family, your children, their children, and their children. So again, four generations there. And forgot what I was going to say about that. Oh, Trent Shelton. We went and saw him last summer. And he, amazing speaker. If you mm-hmm. haven't heard him ever, go immediately to his YouTube channel and watch any of the videos. Mm-hmm. He's great. So Trent Shelton will link his Instagram and, and his YouTube into the show notes. But but he said in our conference, he said that your children are going to suffer the consequences of your actions. So again, there's that fine line of, yes, you can break the cycle, but also if you are putting bad thoughts into your kids, like you're raising them, and if you say, oh, you're a mess, or oh, you're just wild, then the kid might embody that and know, oh, okay, well, They tell me a lot of true things all the time, so I must be messy, or I must be wild, and then I will start living like that. So remember, you're speaking life into the people around you, too.
0: Yes, and the good news about that, I feel like some people might be like, well, my dad was an alcoholic, so I'm doomed to be an alcoholic, or my mom suffers from depression, so I'm destined to suffer from depression. And now I see the traits in my kid. Yes, and so we are not saying that that's not... Plausible, but the good news from this book is you can do something about it, um, and that's going to come up again later in this book. But just know that while that's biblically proven and there's science behind that as well, the good news is once you know better, you can do better. Right. So once you're you're already identifying what those um, behaviors and choices are. And so there are ways that you can combat and you don't have to fall into the same pattern as those before you or have future generations end up that way as well. I love it. I love you. Well, I love you more. I meant most. Haha. Dang it! Sprint. Brianna hasn't figured out how to get to most. <laughs> and so she just has to say, I love you first. Oh. Which she won't do because she's so prideful. But then I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll always win, so it's fine. Okay. Chapter four, <laughs> catch those thoughts. All right. The main scripture is, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Second Corinthians ten five.
1: linked science concept. When you objectively observe your own thinking with the view of capturing rogue thoughts, you in effect direct your attention to stop the negative impact and rewire healthy new circuits in your brain.
0: Yes, so essentially what you need to do is first be aware of your thoughts, which that's um, easier said than done. I think in a previous episode I had mentioned this whole, you don't have, and it wasn't my idea, but you don't have to believe every thought that comes into your mind. And that was kind of just like interesting. Again, having that self-awareness, when I first heard that I was like, well, I don't believe everything that comes in my mind. But, you know, if Jacob comes through the door and I'm like, hey, and he doesn't say anything, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's mad. Oh, he is mad. And I start believing that, but I don't even know if he's mad or not. Look at his face over there all mad. Oh, but that's just daily. (laughs) That's just his face. (laughs) He can't help it. But, you know, come to find out, he didn't hear me. But here I ran away like, why are you mad at me? Well, if you're mad at me, I'm going to be mad at you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're just in this place we don't need to be. So um beware of your thoughts first part of that and then it says in a disciplined way change how you feel and think so once you check that thought check your tech then you need to uh, i like it she uses the word disciplining your thoughts i think about like disciplining a kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're <laughs> rogue you gotta get them under control told you to stop that go, go in the you go in that corner <laughs> don't even look at me are you crying you better not be crying. I'm gonna add five minutes. No crying in baseball. Oh my goodness. So yeah, that's the first thing is to recognize your thoughts, but then the disciplining in in my way of understanding this is like almost more combative. That way you can keep them from recurring or having as much power the next time they come around.
1: Well, and in the verse it says we destroy arguments. So it's Dang. not just It's not just, oh, dismiss the thought. It's, no, you annihilate it so that it does not come back ever. Mm -hmm. And there's verses in the Bible about Satan getting a foothold. So even if you let that thought creep in, now it's got a foothold. And then it's going to slowly creep in, create a stronghold, and now you're screwed not permanently, because you can always undo it. But it's going to be a lot more work to undo a stronghold than a foothold, and it's going to be a lot more work to undo a foothold than to destroy the thought initially. So I like how you said the very first thing is become aware of your thought life. Yeah. Typically, you're always thinking something. So what are we doing?
0: Unless you're our husbands. Hmm.
1: <laughs> a lot of people are thinking things. Some, well, and also in this book, it talks about 99% of your Thought life is the non-conscious mind, Mm -hmm. is what she calls it. So the things we're thinking right now, what you're thinking, listening to this podcast, that's the very small percentage versus the unconscious or the non-conscious. So you have to train the ones you're aware of. That way they'll start fixing the ones that are in your non-conscious.
0: Yeah, let's go back to the plant analogy. I think about weed growing in your garden. <laughs> I said it fast enough so you couldn't look at me like a middle school boy. <laughs> Let's think about gardening and when you need to weed the garden. And I might see like a small weed in there and I'm like, I don't, I'll get it later. But man, those things grow crazy. And we have like the prickly ones too that are thorny and then they itch when you get them on your skin. And if I would have just plucked it when it was an itty bitty thing... It wouldn't be as big of a deal now. So I like what you said about being aware and, you know, facing them head on. And I think the earlier you can identify them, the easier it is to reverse or annihilate the (laughs) negative thought. (laughs) Oh, that makes me think of
1: uh, whenever we had to make those itineraries for soccer trips Mm -hmm. and instead of like competing against Rhodes college, it would be like annihilating Rhodes college, (laughs) destroying center college. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So annihilate the rogue thoughts. And then again, making sure you're putting that noble, right, good, pure thought back in there. And so it also talks about some main talking points. Again, if you're looking to summarize the chapter, catching your rogue thoughts, it's going to calm your spirits It's going to help you connect with God. It's going to help you improve your relationship with God. So if any of those things are things you want, you're going to learn to start catching your thoughts. Filter everything through that biblical worldview and see if it matches up. If it matches, keep it. If not, destroy it.
0: Yeah, I like that because it's when I'm too busy or whatever, again, chaotic, I can't really think of another word right now. That's when I realize like, oh my gosh, I haven't checked in with God lately or you know, fell asleep last night without praying or things like that. So definitely having more control over your thought life opens up more opportunities and, and awareness on your relationship with God. And so um, to speak to that, they said that research shows that 15 to 16 minutes of meditation, oh, sorry, there's not a one there, <laughs> That'd be funny if the range was 15 to 16. <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't go less than 15 and don't go more than 16. Got to be 15:30. <laughs> Let me try that again. Research shows that between 5 and 16 minutes of meditation on trying to capture those thoughts increases your chances of having an, a happier outlook on life. And I know that we time is a common excuse for a lot of things that we wish we could do and don't do. But, I mean, five or 16 minutes, mm-hmm. I mean, that could be on the car ride home. Don't meditate with your eyes closed unless someone else is driving. But, find fine, you could be folding towels. You mm-hmm. could be washing the dishes and just thinking and capturing those thoughts.
1: Some advice I heard in a conference, I guess it was our Sea Life Bloom conference, maybe two or three years ago, the advice she gave one of the speakers gave was if you're having a hard time finding time pray or meditate whatever you're gonna do during a thing you're already doing like you said Farron perfectly folding towels folding clothes you're already gonna do it anyway or if you have dishes in the sink that might take five to 16 minutes so make sure you're actively doing that and it's twofold bonus number one your dishes are done and number two you did all the beneficial things that your brain needs
0: because I know that when I do try to, like, have quiet time, my mind is racing about all the things I need to do, anyways. And I know with practice I could get better at that. But for the immediate future, then if I'm doing it during another task, it feels productive, and I can actually focus a little more. Yes, I like it. So again,
1: lots of tactics there. Do it during if you're trying to find time, or st- if you're starting from scratch. What is something you're already doing? You're already brushing your teeth. You're already washing your hair. I mean. Twice a week for me. (laughs) Seen this Maine? So shower. If you take a five-minute shower every day, there you go. There's your time. Or that's a good excuse. Hey, husband, I got to take at least, science says, like a 45-minute bath.
0: (laughs) I'll be back. Hey, if you come out of that bath happier, he's going to be like, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Okay, you go have another one of those. You want a glass of wine, too?
1: Yes. Mm. Jesus, Mm -hmm. drink wine. So, (laughs) again, five, at least five minutes, and then you can build up from there. Try six, five minutes for week one. Okay, now let's try to bump up to six minutes. And I know a lot of y'all have little kids, so five minutes is all you're going to get. Unless you're hiding in, so you can hide in your closet, but go behind the clothes. Mm -hmm. So if you pick the clothes on the bottom corner, sit back in the corner and put the clothes over your face. Also a good place for a snack. Yep. Just Good saying. place
0: to have food. And never i never like, done that before. <laughs> never on a Facebook Live either. <laughs> um, and so I like, to that you're encouraging our listeners to start at five minutes. I'm part of a um, Facebook group called What I Should Have Learned in College About Teaching Reading. It's a very long group name, but accurate. Um, and someone posted, you know, is reading, if having students read for 60 Minutes Independently Beneficial. And everyone started citing all this research on the benefits of kids reading independently. And what I wanted to say is, I can't imagine telling a second grader, go read to yourself. Well, do you read 60 Minutes a Day by yourself? (sighs) The stamina is what we're getting at here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't want to set yourself up for failure. So start with something manageable And then see if you can build from there. Um, If you
1: do have kids, also give them a task to do for five minutes. Or it can be something you'll do together. Okay, mommy's going to write in her journal for five minutes. Here's some coloring pages. Uh, Let's talk about what we did in five minutes. Set a kitchen timer. That Mm -hmm. way you're not the bad guy for cutting off the time. Or you can make the timer the bad guy. Like, well, the timer hasn't gone off yet. Okay, we still got to be quiet so I can write or I can meditate, or I can whatever. You can always make it a group activity if you need to also.
0: And the best part is when they're like, "Oh, and you go, oh, do you want another five minutes? <laughs> yeah,
1: I think we should ask the timer. And what do you say, timer? Like, <laughs> yeah, great. Again, I like what you said, Farron. Build up the stamina. So that goes for you too. You're not going to go, oh, I'm going to run a marathon. So to train, I'm going to start out by running a marathon and go from there. That's not how anyone trains for anything ever. So if you want to build up to your 16 minutes, start with five Mm -hmm. and go from there. Yay, lots of practical, actionable steps. That's what we're here for. So that concludes episode 56, Switch on Your Brain, part one of part one. Or The quarter. (laughs) And that was chapters one through four, all about your choices, it's changing your brain, your multiple perspective
0: advantage, and how your mind controls the matter. Yes, and our two big words are epigenetics, the switch, turning on and off those genes, which then have your behaviors coming out all crazy or awesome. (laughs) uh, Crazy awesome. (laughs) Or crazy awesome. And impacting your relationships and those you... Serve and work alongside. And then we have neuroplasticity. Plasticity. There it is. Neuro, brain. Say the plasticity. (laughs) Plasticity. The plastic. The Play-Doh-ish part of your brain.
1: (laughs) If you can see the hand motions, you're going to love it. So the neuro and the plasticity together equals your brain.
0: Just think about people that don't ever go watch us on YouTube. They are oh, missing they, out. <laughs> they're
1: like, why do they talk so weird? Why are they laughing all the time? Oh, man. It's so if you end. have the ability to change your brain.
0: Yep. The end. And so, again, be sure you get the book. If you want to know more of the science behind it, I promise you this isn't just fluff to make you feel better about yourself. Hopefully it does make you feel better, but it's science-based and biblically proven. So there you go. All right. Tune in next week. For chapters five through eight. Bye. Bye.
1: You
0: <laughs> didn't do it right.
1: Sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <just kidding>. Bye. <laughs> Thanks
0: for listening to the Witty and Gritty Podcast. Join us at wittyandgritty.blog, where you can subscribe to our newsletter, check out our blog, and listen to more episodes. We have a Facebook group out there just for you for discussion, support, and community.
1: And don't forget to get your freebie that's designed just for this mini series. If you have any questions, reach out. We'll be right there.